Our New Testament lesson this morning is going to come from the book of Philippians. We're reading Philippians chapter 1, verses 3 through 11. Philippians chapter 1, verses 3 through 11. So I invite you now to listen for the word of God this morning. I thank my God every time I remember you, constantly praying with joy in every one of my prayers for you all because of your sharing in the gospel from the first day until now. I am confident of this, that the one who began a good work among you will bring it to completion by the day of Christ Jesus. It is right for me to think this way about, about all of you because you hold me in your heart. For all of you share in God's grace with me, both in my imprisonment and then in defense and confirmation of the gospel. For God is my witness, how I long for all of you with the compassion of Christ Jesus. And this is my prayer, that your love may overflow more and more with knowledge and full of insight to help you determine what is best. So that in the day of Christ, you may be pure and blameless, having produced the harvest of righteousness that comes through Jesus Christ for the glory and praise of God. This is the word of God for the people of God. Thanks be to God. Well, Kate kind of summed up where we find ourselves right now. It's we are right in the teeth of everything happening. And right now, your presence are on a boat outside of Long Beach, California. <laughs> and they're probably not coming. You're going to have to go get a sea-do. And attack that boat like Captain America attacked the bad guys in Captain America when a soldier. You're going to have to parachute on there and fight and steal them and come back. I hope you've not tried to buy a turkey recently because they don't exist. There are no more turkeys. We have about 30 out in the backyard. You need to go buy a shotgun <laughs> because you're not going to find them at Walmart or even Kroger where the beautiful How Holly is an associate. They're in stock. They're in stock. Uh-oh. You are dismissed. <laughs> so, have you got your Christmas cards ready yet? I hope so. Because it's almost time. What about your invitation list for the party? What about getting your house cleaned up? So, it's almost here, y'all. We're in the teeth of it. And if you hadn't started now, it's probably too late. And I have the gall and the audacity this morning to talk to you about peace. Something's wrong with the preacher. Really? We've got five million things to do. We've got to clean the house. We've got, and like, you've got a day. I hope your tree's ready, because if not, they don't exist either. Nothing exists. It's chaos. It's crazy. And here I am in the midst of all this chaos. Some of you are either in school or have kids getting ready for finals and midterms. Some of y'all got a ticket to a bowl game. You know, there's a lot to do. And here we are today in the midst of all of this, all that's going on, all that we got. You can, you can probably feel, if you've got an Apple Watch, check your blood pressure right now. Talk about this. Your blood pressure is probably going up right now. Your heart rate is increasing right now. Me and Tim, because we don't have turkeys, we're going to go get in a shoot house later and go turkey hunting. So, I mean, like, that's all. We're going to go get our, get our camouflage and our guns, and me and Tim are just going to go killing stuff later, you know? Like, that's what we're looking at here. And I'm talking about peace. 
What in the world? How in the world are we going to have peace in the midst of all this chaos? Have you not watched the news? Okay? And we're going to talk about peace? What's wrong with us? Well, you see, this is sometimes where I think the part of faith becomes problematic. Because here's why. Because, yes, what we typically do in the season, I'm going to talk about peace right now. And you're going to listen, and you're going to nod and agree with me. You're going to say, that's a good point, preacher. And then we're going to go out these doors and go back to the anxiety that awaits. We're going to leave here, and we're going to get back out our list, and we're going to get back the 15 dozen things that we've not even started on yet that we've got to get ready for. And we're going to leave here in a mad rush, and we're going to mouth the words of peace. And we're going to be good Christians, and we're going to talk about peace, but yet peace exists up here in the ether. Peace, peace is one of those Christian concepts we talk about that we all agree that we should have, but we struggle so hard and so much to take this stuff in the ether. These Christian concepts, we struggle to take these things from out here in the cloud and make them work in our regular life. So we're going to leave here, and we're going to go to Walmart, and there's going to be two checkout lines open, and there's going to be 35 people in the self-checkout line, and you're going to be so angry, you're going to spit. (laughs) Or maybe that's just me. And I'm sitting here talking to you about peace. Really? Really? Sometimes our Christian life almost becomes a play act. We go through the steps and say the right words and do all that and act Christian. But then when the rubber hits the road, we don't have the peace we want. And the challenge of Christianity, y'all, sometimes is taking these concepts, taking the conceptual nature of Christianity, the stuff that we believe, And how do we go from talking about peace in a beautiful sanctuary to then living out peace when we're backed up 15 cars off Bozeman Road and we've got to be late and we're late for work? How do we make that work? Well, I think we see a clue in the text we read today where Paul says this. Paul says this. Paul says in verse 6, I am confident of this. The one who began a good work among you will bring it to completion on the day of Christ. Paul says we have peace. Because Paul did not say we have. He said, Paul did not say, I am confident that you who started this whole thing will finish it just right. Paul didn't say a single word about you or me, did he? Paul said this. Paul said this. I am confident that he who began a good work in you will keep it until the day of completion. Paul has peace. Paul has contentment because Paul's peace and Paul's contentment is not tied to his perfect nature. Paul's peace is not tied up in his perfection. Paul's peace is tied up in God's perfection. And if your Christmas, y'all, if your Christmas is predicated upon you getting it perfect, you'll be miserable. And you'll be an anxious mess. You'll be mad at everybody, including yourself. 
It'll be the worst Christmas ever. Because guess what, y'all? Those presents are getting off that boat. I don't care that it's tracking says it's going to be here tomorrow. They're lying to you. It ain't going to be here tomorrow. And he's not going to think your dressing's as good as his mama's. Okay? Let's be real here. If we expect Christmas and if we work for the Hallmark movie Perfect Christmas, we're going to left be sorely wanting. And if we're thinking about, we got to get it right, we got to do this, we got to get it right, we got to do this, do you know what we're going to be saying before much longer? The very last thing we want to say at Christmas. I can't, I can't wait for this to be over. I can't wait for this to be over. I can't wait for this family who I haven't seen in years to go back home. If our peace is predicated upon our perfection, if our peace is predicated upon us getting it just right, if it's, if it's based upon us having to do it perfectly, y'all, it will never happen. And we're going to be anxious and miserable the entire time and not have the peace of Christ. The only way these concepts of hope and joy and peace and love become applicable to our life is if we take them from out of the ether, take them from out here, out there, and ground them in real life. And y'all, that's what Christmas is about, isn't it, y'all? In the beginning was the Word, and the Word was with God, and the Word became God, and the Word dwelt among us. Christmas is when God takes the Logos the very essence and reality of who God is that talks about in John 1. And instead of staying in the clouds, instead of staying in heaven, instead of staying untouchable and out there where we'll never know it, Christ became flesh in a babe. Jesus went from untouchable to other, from, uh, went from otherworldly, went from out there to becoming one of us, to putting on flesh and suffering as we suffer, live as we live, laugh as we laugh, resurrected as we will be. The very miracle of Christmas is that peace goes from a concept to a person. And that person is Jesus. Jesus is our peace. Jesus is our peace. Jesus is our peace. And so for in our Christmas season, if we are so focused on the perfection that we see on the television and we see on everybody's Instagram post, the perfect gift, the perfect meal, the perfect family, then we're going to do one or two things. We're either going to lie and pretend like we're perfect, which is what most of us do anyway, not us, obviously. We're perfect. We're, we got it all figured out here. I'm talking about the other people. Or we're going to be so anxious that we can't wait for it to be over. And in both ways, we miss the beauty of the incarnation. Because, y'all, God does not come to us when it's perfect. God does not come to us when we got it all figured out. God doesn't come to us when we're deserving. In fact, the Bible says, while we were yet as enemies, Christ Jesus died for us. At the moment when we were most undeserving of God's love, 
at the moment when we were our most unlovable, at the moment when we had failed the most, at the moment we were probably most worthy of receiving judgment, it's at that moment Christ comes and gives us grace, not because of our perfection, but because of his. Not because we got it all right, but because he is right. Not because we've got peace, but because he is our peace. We've got to shift our focus, y'all. We've got to shift our focus this Christmas. And if we're focusing upon our list and our worries and our fears and we're focused on if the president is going to be here, no, your annoying cousin's going to be annoying. It's going to happen. It happens every year. Okay? If we're focused on these things, we will be miserable. But if we focus upon our, perfection, our perfect Christ, we will find peace. Are we building our life around our perfection or around his perfection? If it's ours, we'll never feel peace, y'all. We'll never feel peace because we'll never get there. But if it's his, we have all we need. For he is our peace. He is our peace. The text says today that how do we know this? How do we know? Well, Paul talks a lot about praying in here, about spending time seeking God's face. I remember you with joy when I pray for you. Paul has confidence in Christ's peace. Paul has confidence in the fact that he will keep this to completion because Paul knows the character of who God is. If we know the character of who God is, if we know who God truly is, then we can have peace because we know that God's going to keep his word. We know that God's not going to break his promise. We know that God's word today says that he will keep. I am confident of this, that the one who began a good work among you will bring it to completion by the day of Jesus Christ. I am confident, not in my abilities. I am confident, not in my perfection. I'm confident, not that I've got it figured out. I am confident, not that I've got it good, but I am confident that he who began a good work in me and in you will finish it by the day of Christ Jesus. I can have peace, not off my perfection, but off of his. I can have peace, not off my character, but because of his. He will finish it by the grave of Christ Jesus. I trust in God's character. I trust in God's word. I trust in God's truth. So I have confidence and I have peace not because of who I am, but because of who he is. So maybe the list we should be focusing on this Christmas, this Advent season, isn't our to-do list or our shopping list, but it might need to be our prayer list. I'm confident that he who began a good work in me Finish it back with the day of Christ Jesus. I'm confident the way he who began a good work in you will finish it by the day of Christ Jesus. When we know God's character, we trust in God's word. Well, how do we know God's character? We've got to be spending time with him, y'all. We've got to be spending time because when you know who he is, you trust his word. When you know who he is, you trust his word. I, I grew up, my parents were funny in this way, and it's carried on to me now. 
Um, <clears throat> I, I grew up. You don't break a promise. You, 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 don't, you, don't, you have nothing in your life but your word. And if your word's no good, then you got nothing. So I was raised, you don't break a promise. So I grew up, I can probably count on two hands, the number of times my parents ever promised me anything. Because they were not going to break a promise to me. So if my mom and daddy promised me something, unless they were dead, it was going to happen. Like they weren't going to break their promise. If they promised, you could mark it down. And by the way, I'm the same way. I don't, pro- <laughs> I don't promise my kids anything. I don't promise them anything. And so it's become a running joke throughout the years. If my kids really want something, they'll say, well, do you promise? They know if I promise it, I'm going to do it. And I say, no, <laughs> I'm not promising you that. I'll do my best, but I ain't promising. Because you can't break your promise, can you? Paul said, I am confident. I am confident that he who began a good work in you will keep it to the day of Christ Jesus. He has confidence in God's promise because he knows God's character. And God will keep his word. He has peace today, y'all. Not because he's focusing upon his perfection, but upon God's perfection. So these next few weeks, when you find yourself at the checkout line and and your heart rate starts going up on your watch and you're like, oh no. Or when you're stuck in traffic or, or when... UPS says for sure it's out for delivery today. But we all know they're lying. You start getting anxious. You start wanting to rush through the season just to get it over. Remember, your peace and your worth are not found in the perfect Christmas story. But your peace is found in the Word made flesh. Jesus Christ. He is our peace. Let's keep that in our hearts, y'all. Let's keep that in our minds. May the perfect Prince of Peace guard our hearts and make us to be agents of peace in an anxious and angry world. May we be the ambassadors for our resurrected Lord, knowing that our worth Our purpose and our peace is not found here on the earth, but it's found fully, completely, and totally in Jesus Christ, our Lord. May we know where our peace comes from. Let's pray.